0: the whiskey that you love that doesn't really exist want to find out what it is well then stick around so you're probably thinking doesn't really exist what does that even mean well the whiskey that we're going to be discussing is interesting because it's the only one that i know of especially one that's as large as it is and is you know, far distributed as it is, that the company that produces it doesn't make the whiskey, nor do they own the name. The company we're talking about is Nelson Greenbrier Distillery and the whiskey is Bellmead. Let's talk a little bit about the history of Nelson Greenbrier. Nelson Greenbrier's history started in 1835 in Germany when John Nelson, who was a soap and candle manufacturer, tried to immigrate to the United States with his entire family. He sold the business and converted all of his worldly possessions into gold and had a custom suit made where he sewed the gold inside the lining of the suit. On the way over from Europe, there was a huge storm. He was blown overboard, and because of the weight of the gold, he died. He sank to the bottom of the ocean, could not save himself His family, though, did make it to the United States absolutely unharmed, and they had a 15-year-old boy named Charles Nelson, who is the beginning of the Nelson Greenbrier Distillery. Charles and his younger brother started a soap company when they arrived in the United States, and just before the Civil War, they moved down to Nashville to start a grocery business, and their biggest products that they sold were meat, um, coffee, and whiskey, uh, which is Kind of an interesting part of their story, Uh, the company that they were selling coffee to was a local uh, hotel house called Maxwell House, where they referred to the coffee bought from the uh, grocery store as good to the last drop. You all know it as Maxwell House Coffee nowadays. The butcher that worked for him went on to start another grocery store that is a chain that is still live and well today in Tennessee. Uh, And Charles Nelson sold off his grocery business so that he could buy the distillery that was making his whiskey. So uh, what a lot of people don't realize is that, you know, Jack Daniels is enormous today and people think of Tennessee whiskey and Jack Daniels almost synonymously. But Nelson Greenbrier's distillery was considerably larger than Jack Daniel's back in the day. In 1885, he was 16 and a half times the size of Jack Daniel's. He did die in 1891, and Nelson Greenbrier uh, became one of the largest female-owned businesses. Um, And it ended up shutting down in 1909 when Prohibition hit Tennessee, which, as you all know, was about 10 years before the federal mandate kicked in. So that's where the Nelson Greenbrier distillery came from. Where did the name Bellmead come from? Well, Bellmead Plantation was an internationally famous horse racing ranch. In 1871, the plantation bought a uh, stallion named uh, Bonnie Scotland. And Bonnie Scotland became the descendant of two thirds of all Kentucky Derby winners to date and 11 Triple Crown winners, which one of the most famous racehorses in history, and that fame made it possible for them to form a relationship with Sperry Wade and Company. In 1878 through 1887, they licensed the Bellmead name to them to make Bellmead Bourbon. So that was the first time that that name was used in that capacity. And Bellmead Bourbon had about 10,000 barrels worth of, uh, you know, total sales during this time frame. Uh, and for perspective, Nelson Greenbrier distillery was operating at the same time, and they were doing about 7,500 barrels a year. So as you could imagine, Nelson Greenbrier, considerably larger than Bell Mead bourbon back in the day. Um, but unfortunately, Wade and Company was totally destroyed by a fire in 1885, effectively ending the relationship. They limped along until 1887, but that's when they closed their doors. Hey, Bourbon Real Talk, Randy Sullivan here with some very exciting news. We have new merch just in for all of your whiskey aficionado needs. We have Glen travel cases. Now these were custom designed. Uh, Lindsay had to work this out with the manufacturer to get them just the right size. There are two different sizes. You can buy them empty without the glasses in them. They're $28 a piece, or you can buy them with Bourbon Real Talk official full-size glens. But there's more. We also have the Wee Glens size. And these are perfect for when you're going to a bottle share or you're traveling, you wanna throw something in your suitcase. So that's very exciting. So with the Glens, they're gonna be 48. Without the Glens, they're gonna be 28 because I know a lot of you already have glasses. And do not worry, the standard Karen size glasses fit in both the full size and the Wii. In addition to that, we have finally gotten in are Glen toppers so if you've ever been to a bottle share and you are walking around and talking with people especially if you've purchased one of our lanyards you're gonna want one of these bad boys it's got a little rubber gasket on it If you are setting up for a tasting and people are going to be coming over later, this is very convenient to keep things out of the whiskey so that you can pre-pour, but it also keeps you from spilling in public. So go check that out as well. And for those of you who do not like to drink your whiskey neat, you like to drink out of a rocks glass, we now have Bourbon Real Talk Official etched rocks glasses for you available on the website. So let's talk about the modern relationship between Nelson Greenbrier and Bellmead Plantation. In 2006, uh, on a family trip, the Nelson brothers uh, visited a historical site where their great-great-great-grandfather used to run a distillery. Now some accounts of this story make it sound like it was just happenstance. They happened to stop to look at a you know mile marker or historical marker and discovered their name and then went and did the research. But given that one of the brothers is named after the great-great-great-grandfather, I think probably family lore had more to do with him going to that historical site than happenstance. Uh, the distillery got licensed in 2009, and they started buying whiskey from MGPI in Indiana. So they were a non-distiller producer. and There's no shame in that game. I mean, heck, I'm involved with two NDPs as long as there's disclosure, and they've always been great at disclosure. Um, and it's also how their great-great-great-grandfather started the distillery to begin with. He was sourcing from other producers. They have signed a, uh, a licensing arrangement with the Association for the... Uh, preservation of Tennessee Antiquities who owns Bellmeat Plantation and that's why they are able to revive the Bellmeat Bourbon brand uh, because the rights to that was technically owned by the plantation Uh, they they started contract distillation with MGPI which is very interesting because there are a lot of brands who purchase whiskey from MGPI nowadays including my own uh, unallocated uh, we've bought from MGPI but They have become so popular and the value of their barrels has gone up that a lot of new NDPs are releasing products at lower ages and higher prices than you can buy a bottle of Bellmead for. And that's because they started to contract to have their whiskey made at MGPI long before that became cool. So now they have really high age, super high quality MGP product at a much lower price than you can get it from a distillery that hasn't been paying to have it made for years. Nelson Greenbrier does make their own whiskey, but it is very different from Bellmead. It is much smaller production and it's pot still whiskey. So there are flavor compounds called congeners that are stripped out by the column still up at MGPI that get left in the whiskey by the pot still. And so they taste very, very different. Now, many of you know of Bellmead because of their smash hit called Bellmead Honey. So to my knowledge, they were one of the first distilleries to take a, uh, one of their barrels, send it to a uh, bee farmer and age honey in it, then get the barrel back, age their whiskey in a honey-aged barrel and it imparts this beautiful honey flavor to the bourbon, and that has become a smashing success. They have a huge sign up list every year, and often the bottles get sold on the secondary for many, many, many times what they were sold for at the distillery, and that has really helped to spread the fame of Bellmead. But to be honest, I probably prefer their regular shelf-line product because it's just really good high-age MGP whiskey. Now, I have had the opportunity to visit the distillery a couple times, and I have to say, Probably not one of the funnest distillery tours that I've ever been on. Um, For as much whiskey as they sell, their facility is not huge. There's not as much to see as if you go out to, say, Jack Daniels. And, you know, it's a lot of the area is basically kind of like a a, a bar. Uh, They do a lot of cocktails and things like that. And the staff that work there... Uh, they weren't exactly friendly to me whenever I went there. So, um, great place to swing by, but, um, if you're looking for a true distillery tour, I'd maybe look to go someplace a little bit bigger. Um, so in conclusion, Nelson Greenbrier does not own the Bellmead name. They do not make the whiskey, but it represents a relative value. And so if you're looking for a solid pour, you need to look no further than Bellmead bourbon. If this is your first time watching the channel, I'd like to tell you a little bit about our show philosophy. We're about bringing people together around whiskey. And connectedness is something that I focus on personally because I lost my brother to suicide in 2014. And that made me realize that if I had any ability whatsoever to help individuals feel connected and loved, that I should do that. And as I grew in my passion for whiskey, I started to see how connective whiskey can be inside the community. And I was able to make a whole new list of friends that build me up and help me to accomplish my goals and all of the good things that you'd be looking for in a friendship because of whiskey. And so I had the thought that if I can help get you connected to whiskey through a podcast, the whiskey will do the rest and help you get connected to others. But as I've grown in the whiskey community, I've gotten more involved in social media And I've also seen, unfortunately, that sometimes on social media, people aren't exactly kind to one another. And that made me realize that if someone can be ugly to you as a stranger online, it's just as easy for me to love you. And that's why I sign off every podcast the same way. And that's this. If you woke up this morning and you're unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that I love you. And I'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Time. either <clears throat> we're being too serious <laughs> we're not drinking <laughs> let's get this shit done I want to go to lunch um, I guess that could be an outtake <laughs>